extra time. All right, hello, a bit Spursy listeners. I think there's really only one thing to talk about at the moment, which is Hurricane. What's going to happen there? What should we do? I'm pretty firmly in the opinion now that we should sell. Initially, I was thinking, you know, it's it's worth hanging on to him and see if we can convince him to sign a new deal and all that. But I think I've really started to change my, my focus on that. And, you know, Kane's silence is deafening. We know what happened last time he tried to leave. Uh, where he came out and did his interview and then basically stuffed up the whole thing. Well, him and Charlie stuffed up the whole thing. But now, if he was really that interested in staying, I think we would have heard something from him. Uh, I, I don't think he is. I think he wants to go. And I would just let him go because I feel like we just need to take some more control over the situation. And, you know, selling to Bayern is is not a bad scenario. I think Bayern do have to pay the price that we want, obviously. But I'm, I'm definitely not in team keep Kane and try and convince him to sign a new deal because it could be at least, you know, six months until everything really properly starts clicking with Postacoglu, uh, especially as we're going to need time for new defenders to come in, the, the team to start playing well, uh, even though we've seen glimpses of it, but playing well consistently. And that might take a little bit of time for us to get used to. So I, I just feel like if we get to January and things are not looking sensational, I would not be worried in the in an overall sense or in a Postacoglu related sense. But Kane's not going to be signing a new deal then. And then that's where he is free to sign contracts with any other clubs and start talking to them directly as a free agent and get some very, very, very juicy deals on the table. So I think now it's really just not the time to to risk that happening. And uh, I would really love the club to just basically say to him, like, look, do you know, if you want to stay, let's sign a new deal. Let's get this done. Let's go. Uh, if you don't, then we're, we're going to sort of move you on. You know, we always talk about being, um, we've got to be a big club and act like a big club and all those sorts of things. And I think that that's what a big club would do is that you would take control back and look at the situation and go, yeah, cool. We have a generational player here. He's, he's definitely the, the top couple of players ever to play for Spurs. And, you know, all that said and done, we have a player here who has kind of been bigger than the club for a very, very long time. He's been a player that managers haven't dropped when they really should have. So we've had Kane playing in finals, in in, in you know Champions League and, and Cup finals, things like that, where he hasn't been 100%. There's been times where he's been completely run into the ground. He's looked completely out of form and there's been no rotation. There's been no one resting him, all that. So it's been so long that he has been bigger than the club. And I think that this is a time really that is kind of best for everyone if we just move on and really sort of commit to that rebuild without Kane. Now, a lot of people look at the the goals that he scored last season and then say, well, you know, if we if we didn't have Kane's goals, we're getting relegated, uh, which is ridiculous because we don't have those goals of playing completely differently. Uh, we saw even in the West Ham friendly the other night, the second half was uh, a lot more cohesive in terms of how we think, you know, Ange wants to play. And whilst there were a lot of offsides and we didn't... Um, you know, score all the goals that we, we would have liked. We were creating chances. Richarlison was getting in behind. And I think it will be just a matter of time before that really starts clicking. So you look at the league table last season and there were seven teams that, above us that didn't have Harry Kane and they finished above us in the table. So I think it can definitely be done without Kane. Uh, we would need to reinvest 
instantly in this window whatever comes in from that and i would prefer that actually in the on the defense maybe not the midfielder but maybe you know really just focusing on these center backs coming in i honestly think that we would be fine having son and Richarlison playing up top we might want to look at another winger like a dream signing would be someone like matoma but i don't even know if that would be possible even if we were spending all of the cane money i really think son could have a an incredible season um playing up top in behind same with Richarlison. So I don't actually have that many concerns about how we would go in terms of scoring goals. I think now we finally have a manager who obviously would love to keep Kane as he's one of the best players in the world. But at the same time, out of all of our recent managers, Postacoglu is the one who's most up for it without Kane. Like you, you know, Conte and Jose, the Kane was completely crucial to them having any interest because they, you know, just want to work with those big superstars. Whereas Postacoglu, I really think that his system is just going to be so good and so attractive and fun to watch that whilst Kane is going to make any team better, I really think that we'll be able to find a way to click. And at this stage, I just want players who are in and who are up for this with Ange. And I think that is kind of the most respectful thing you can do to Ange as well. Whereas at the moment, you know, Kane is a bigger presence at the club than Ange is. And even if Kane is being completely professional and, and all of that, it's it's not great for Ange's new tenure to have this big, huge club superstar with one year left on his deal, not saying anything, kind of playing it all quiet and, you know... <laughs> quietly really wanting to go. I think I would just prefer us just to completely get behind Ange and, you know, put more faith in him than in Harry at the moment. Because for right now, Harry's not really showing any faith towards us, which is totally fine. I don't begrudge him that. But I just don't think that we should then show him undying faith in return. So instead we have Ange who's come and he's, you can see how incredibly he speaks about this as such a pivotal moment in his career and you know how happy he is to be here and how grateful he is that um he's in this position and i think i would prefer for us to shift our backing away from kane to to Ange now and i think we're going to be okay i really honestly think we're going to be okay and if kane wants to go and win the bundesliga if he wants to go to the saudi league if he wants to go to to psg like wherever i'm totally fine with that uh, i know as well that just if we're selling him now to a club that he wants to go to at least it's going to be a couple of seasons before he returns to the premier league we can kind of get the edge revolution underway before kane comes back because it's pretty certain that he will come back eventually if he's going to to buy in he's not going to try and win a bundesliga title like he's going to try and win champions league there so if they were to do that in the next season or two which is still not a given because i think they've only won maybe what, two Champions Leagues in 20 years or something like that? You know, he might then want to come back to, to England pretty soon. But I, I can't see Kane wanting to end his career without having a crack at that Premier League title and also Shearer's goal-scoring record. So he's going to be back maybe in a couple of years if we have some sort of buyback clause and we're doing well and it, it works out well that you know for us to, to bring him back, then great. But then at the same time, it might be best to just leave that and let him let him move on. And if he does come back, you know, it's up to him. If he chooses to go to Man U, Chelsea, City, whoever, you know, that's on him. I don't believe this narrative of, you know, we failed Kane or that we owe him anything. You know, he's a footballer getting paid millions and millions and millions of pounds every year to play this game that he loves. And I don't really 
feel bad or guilty by any part. So I think that that kind of, I guess we're like loser mentality from, from certain fans. I, I think we need to stop any of that. You know, Kane deserves to go and oh, best of all, oh, finally, you know, he gets what he's, and it's just all ridiculous. So there was a video that Tifo put out, which I think included some interesting numbers around Champions League and saying that, you know, when we are in the Champions League, for the season that we're in it, our average that we get from it is around about, I think 60 or 68 million, something like that. So if we are able to sell Kane for more than that now, then that is worth more than getting back in the Champions League next year, especially if we're getting sort of 80, 90 million pounds for Kane then that seems like a really, really good deal to go for. As well, it's just not guaranteed for us to get back in the Champions League. We're in the most competitive league in the world. And I honestly don't think that Kane is going to be the one player that makes the huge difference. I do think overall, it's going to come down to like how well the whole team as a collective is able to, to sort of gel in Postacoglu's system. I think that is the most important thing. If we are going to be heading towards Champions League again and finishing the top four, which again is such a tough ask given this league and the amount of money being spent everywhere, I think it's possible even without Kane. I really, really think it is, especially if we're getting in a couple of real quality defenders. I, th I think that, you know, Son could have another absolute blockbuster season. Richardson as well. Like I have faith that we are going to find those goals because how Kane plays isn't really suited to Andrew's system anyway, which again, it's not taking anything away from Kane and saying, well, we're better off without him, but it's just looking at it and going like, you know, if we have role players who are playing that center forward role that Ange wants us to play, then maybe we're okay. Maybe we don't need our center forward always wanting to dro drop back into midfield and be on the ball and not be putting pressure on the defense. So yeah, ultimately the stage, I think it is best to sell Kane if Bayern do reach closer to our asking price rather than risking it and trying to convince him, which I just don't see happening. And, you know, I will miss Harry when once he goes. Uh, I think personally, I've never really felt the same about Harry since the whole Man City saga. Um, but he, he definitely in the last season or two, it, it was back in my good books. Yeah, sure, he's still one of our own, but well, we kind of know that there's a part of him that doesn't want to be. So take that for what it is. So yeah, I would sell Harry now. I think if we're getting a decent price for him, it's much better for us to do that rather than to end the transfer window without him signing a new deal and leaving us in a really, really precarious situation. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not the end of the world if he goes. We'll be, we'll be fine. And I think we actually have the manager who is able to, to guide us through that transition and that change better than any of the previous ones that we've had. So I'm like, sell the boy. He was one of our own. Uh, he could still be. If he signs a new deal, then maybe he still is one of our own. But who knows? One thing we do know is that the more dodgy little tactics that Bayern and their associates and reporters start trying, uh, it's only going to make the price go up in Daniel Levy's mind. So they might want to start acting a little bit more professionally if they, if they want to get this over the line. A bit spurzy. Extra time.